0: Hello, Madeline. Hi, Anu. Welcome back to another episode. If you're just joining us, my name is Anu Kumar. And I'm Madeline MacArthur. And this is Bridging the Synapse, a podcast about everyday topics and situations
1: through a neuroscience lens. Join us as we bridge the synapse. All right, so welcome back to the final episode of Bridging the Synapse. Last one. It's really happening. I can't believe this is happening. Um, We're in the midst of finals week here at ut and it's just craziness but also graduation is coming up and i know it's just all going to end like undergrad at least um but we wanted to take a the last episode to just talk about you know this podcast and what it's meant to us and also like cue in the listeners on our future plans heck yeah let's do that okay all right so
0: I just, just like what this podcast means to us. Yeah. Like we, we kind of stumbled into podcasting together. Right. It was, it was very not planned at all. Right.
1: And for those of you who don't know, like the story of how Anu and I um, joined forces to become brain rules and then bridging the synapse, Anu started, well, you can talk about the beginnings.
0: Well, okay. Um, yeah. So I started the brain rules column at our um, student run newspaper here, the Daily Beacon. And I was encouraged to do a podcast format of the column. Um, And so my very first semester with podcasting was with the Brain Rules column, just in a podcast format. And after a while it was getting pretty popular at ut at least we had a lot of people listening to it and sending me uh like emails and text messages saying like hey i listened to your podcast it was really cool and for me this was like bare bones very beginning i had no idea what i was doing and if you like go back and listen to the very first episode of the brain rules podcast if you end up like figuring out where it is and finding it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is so terrible. I was no, so, I was so unbelievably good. nervous and I kept talking super fast and the episode was supposed to be like 20 minutes long and it was like 8 minutes because I was speaking so fast. Right. Yeah, so after that first semester was over, I was actually like thinking about looking for a co-host, but I didn't know how to go about doing that. And at the time, I was the journal club leader for the Advancement of Neuroscience at UT, which is, like, an undergraduate neuroscience organization on campus. And I had in my email signature, journal club leader, Advancement of Neuroscience at UT. Mm -hmm. And then Madeline actually emailed me while you were in Spain. And just, and the entire email was just like, hey, so... I just listened to the Brain Rules episodes and it's like super cool. I just wanted to email you and say that's like super cool. And I was like, this is a sign from the universe. Madeline and I are meant to meant to be co-hosts.
1: Yeah, and I when I sent that email, I I remember explicitly remember being on my bed just like, should I do this? Like this person sounds like really smart and like way above what I'm ever going to like be able to do in life, which like truth. Oh my, oh my gosh. Um, but also like will they care or will they be like yeah i know i'm great which like (laughs) she does but also like she doesn't show it that way oh um much nicer about it um but yeah i just sent the email thinking like oh maybe we'll have like coffee about it and i'll be like if you need help if you need support if you need like research help or like something to help with the podcast i can be your person um but i never i never thought i would be the co-host
0: Yeah, it was... The first conversation we had about it was a little awkward, too, because I was like, how do I ask her to be the co-host without being super weird about it?
1: (laughs) Because we did it really well.
0: Yeah, because we we met up for coffee, and we had, like, never met each other beforehand. Mm -hmm. And...
1: Which is wild, because we're in the same major, and our major doesn't have that many people in it. Mm -mm. So I was like, how did we not run into each other? I think if I hadn't emailed you, we would have run into each other. Yeah. Eventually. Right, but it would just taken longer.
0: Mm-hmm. And we actually found out we were taking the same class that semester. Mm-hmm. Like after that, that uh, coffee yep. coffee meetup, it's just like, hey, I'm also in this class at this time, and it's like, oh, me too. Wow. So we would have like we were fated to meet, but yes. the timeline was uh, not determined. We took
1: fate into our own hands. Yes, in this, in this situation. Um, but yeah, and then we just started recording. Brain Rules together, still with the Daily Beacon at that time, which um, we of course broke away and yeah. became independent the following semester, and then mm-hmm. we've been doing Bridging the Synapse ever since.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been so wild because I remember we met over the summer and we were talking about like which platform are we going to host it on? Mm-hmm. How are we going to release it on various platforms? Um, you know, like how, where are we going to get the mic? We've been still yeah. borrowing this mic from. John, who has been fantastic over at the Daily Beacon, has been giving us so many resources and tips and tricks and advice. And, you know, like turned us on to a bunch of different like free resources that we could use because we are broke college students. And as much as we would love to invest a lot more time into the podcast, it's a reality that our
1: education comes first. Right. And I think that's something um, (laughs) that has been really amazing about this experience is we've been able to do it on the side um, for free basically Mm -hmm. I mean nothing has cost us anything except for time which of course is invaluable but um, the time and work we've put into it it has been really rewarding because it's just been such an awesome learning experience and I just want to slightly plug uh, my honors thesis which I wrote about bridging the synapse heck yeah you can find it on UTK trace all the research stuff it just got approved (gasps) woo Yeah. So, um, And if you it can go into more detail about how we started it, if you're interested in starting a podcast, kind of like advice to amateur podcasters, you can definitely do it. It's hard work. Um, and it helps to have a co-host who can kind of push you when at times you don't want to push yourself. I definitely, I thank anew in the thesis because... I 100% could not have done this without her because I probably would have just been like, I'm tired of this. I give up. (laughs) I'm tired. Let's not do this. Um, Yeah, this is miserable. But it wasn't miserable in a sense of like, I don't want to do it. It's just like, it's a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely credit Madeline for also being a source of just like inspiration and motivation because there have definitely been times where I have felt so overwhelmed with life and school. And Madeline is all was always like on track of, hey, we got to actually like record something to release. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh,
1: yeah, that's right. We still have a podcast yeah. that we do. Which, like, rightly so that you've been overwhelmed. Um, it's just. This isn't... The podcast is not our primary goal. Right. I think right. you said it well. Um, our education and academia come first. Um, and this podcast has, like, been on the side. But honestly, like, it's one of those things. It's kind of like working out where you walk into it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this. And then you walk out of it, out of the gym, whatever. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I got to do that. And that was so great. I'm so glad I did that thing because mm-hmm. it, like, pushed me and yeah yeah I I definitely
0: agree with that there are definitely times when we like plan an episode and start researching an episode and it's like man I could be working on homework right now Mm -hmm. or I could be at the gym right now or I could be cooking or like buying groceries or something but then after it's done and we release that episode it's just like and you see all those views and people saying, hey, I listened to your latest episode, I thought it was really cool how you said blah, 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 blah. blah." And it's just like, it gives you you that reinforcement, that feeling of accomplishment of like, wow, I made something or I contributed to something and it was meaningful, people found meaning in it and they enjoyed
1: it and that's what matters in the end. And I would definitely say, uh, if you want to start a podcast in college, one thing I might do and this is just for me I don't I, I'm, I think I new will agree with this taking a journalism class mm-hmm. um, even just like a basic journalism class but if you could take an like audio journalism class specifically that might be really really helpful or even like a science journalism class that just or if your podcast doesn't relate to science just blank topic you're interested in journalism class right would be really helpful because mm-hmm. we yeah, I have no experience with journalism. Mm-hmm. We are neuroscience majors, stem majors through and through.
0: Right. And the only writing experience I had before this was writing about neuroscience. Right. So even then it my experience is very very small, even right. the, the little that I do have. Um and even then like science journalism itself is a whole mm-hmm. whole other other field. Um, right. and it's really cool. I would def I would I know I would personally love to learn more about it but it's, it's, so, it's so out of my comfort zone. You right. definitely need some structure in learning all of these like, tips and tricks and different writing styles and how to market your content and creating that content. Um, and it's
1: definitely doable, but it, you need to know that there is a learning curve mm-hmm. behind it. Right, that's why I think it was helpful to have the Daily Beacon at first, but then us breaking away, which was good, but also we just kind of like jumped in to it, not really knowing how the heck. Right,
0: exactly. And sometimes that's what it takes. Like, if you wait around to have all the tools to do whatever project you want or go after what you want, sometimes you're just going to keep, I don't know, like second-guessing yourself. Like, oh, well, I mean, I'll do this once I know how to blah, 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 Sometimes you don't know what skills you don't have unless you just jump right into it, as Philip DeFranco would say.
1: (laughs) One uh, one thing I've always been told... um, is no one can give you permission or no one will give you permission mm-hmm. to do anything. So, like, people who maybe didn't go to college for writing but became great writers, no one gave them permission to become a writer. They give themselves permission. Right. And uh, podcasting, I think, can be very similar, is you you have to give yourself permission to, like, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to learn. I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, my editing won't be the best. Maybe my like how i sound won't be the best maybe the voice like recording quality won't be the best but i'm going to learn and just mm-hmm. do it i think that's key yeah give yourself permission to just try it and experiment
0: yeah and like madeline said you will make so many mistakes
1: we made so many mistakes we made so many
0: <laughs> yeah but that's how you learn and if you if you keep because, or if you keep yourself afraid of making mistakes then you don't give yourself that opportunity to grow. And that right. sounds so cheesy, and I know everyone says it, but it's it, so but it's true. So true. Yeah. So, true.
1: Um, so I also kind of want to talk about uh, what we're going to be doing after yeah. May 11th, which is our graduation date. <sighs> it, um, it. I can't believe it's already here, you know? I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, scheduling for my family to come in, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm going to have that diploma. I'm going to have a degree. Yep. Anyway, um, so Anu, what are you gonna be doing?
0: Oh gosh, yeah. So this is brand new news, I yes, guess. Yes, I um, have not heard this news. I have told a few people slash Twitter, but Madeline's not on Twitter, so she doesn't know I do this not yet. Do the Twitter? No. So I was originally looking at graduate school after undergrad, um, but this semester personally has been very, very draining on me. I've had a few just like family health issues that I've been trying to juggle along with schoolwork, the podcast research, all that sort of stuff. So at the very last minute, I decided that graduate school was not the plan for me, at least immediately. I don't feel like I'm in the mindset to go into like five to seven years of just intense research, um, even in neuroscience, which is something I absolutely love. And I definitely want to do that, but now is not the good time for me. So I started applying for jobs, and two days ago, yesterday, what's today? Thursday, so two days ago, on Tuesday, April 30th, I accepted a lab manager position at a neuroscience laboratory located in Sorbonne University in Paris, France. Yes! So, it's, yes, you're yes. doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm and doing is, it. Is
1: that like a two-year program?
0: Uh, Kind of. So, it's not really like a program program. It's just like a job. Right. Um. So, I am going to be staying there for... Uh, two years. So the institute that it's actually going to be, and it's like the the equivalent of like the Institute of Brain and Spine. Um, it's called uh, the ICM, and that's also like connected with Sorbonne University. Wow. Uh, so it is super cool. Um, yeah, I I got um, I had the interview like a few days ago like the final final stage interview a few days ago and I was just like yes of course like this is amazing so I still have plenty of time before I actually move I move in September oh, yeah. so I have like the summer to uh tie up some loose ends save up for the move and um get my visa to go through and all that sort of stuff so have some breathing room before I start working And it'll be so so great have some time to brush up on my French. I've been taking French um, this year, um, but I also took it in high school and I've been like slowly, um, slowly teaching myself and speaking it. On um, just like on different from like different textbooks and like different applications, but like lately I've been going super hardcore yeah. on it, just like trying to speak it as much as I can. And I know it's definitely going to be a learning curve once I get there.
1: Oh yeah! But
0: okay. I'm super excited. Things things are things are going to be going great. And then afterwards I'll think about grad school. But for right now I'm just focused on graduating now and then getting ready
1: for that move in September. I I feel <laughs> such immense happiness for you in the future because I know that you work your butt off for everything and this is a great reward and a great opportunity and you 100% deserve it I'm so freaking excited for you oh <laughs> my gosh thank you so
0: much oh my gosh
1: <laughs> I, I can't I'm not great with words I feel like we know this that's and okay, our listeners though. know this but I just I want you to know that I feel immense, like, happiness for you. And my friends do such exciting, wonderful things.
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: So, Madeline, what what are some things that you would like to share? My plan currently is to take some classes, some summer classes and some classes in the fall, just part-time, and for prereqs for PA school, which is Physician's Assistant School, which is what I'm applying for. So, I don't have anything secured yet, but... I'm very excited about the opportunity to apply. There's this awesome PA program here in Knoxville and a little bit north of Knoxville at mm-hmm. Lincoln Memorial University that I'm really, I've really been taken with and um, yeah, I hope that works out. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, apply again or get a job. And if that doesn't work out, who knows what the future holds. You can be a professional science journalist. You know what? That is an option. Mm-hmm. It's one of my uh, list of options of Along with like pilot, right, and like I don't know what else. Mm-hmm. But uh, currently the plan is PA school applying, mm-hmm. hopefully getting in. Um, and if I do, that'd be wonderful. And if I don't, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be. <laughs> I think it'll be great.
0: You've done so many wonderful things while you were here, Thank you. and you are a smart and capable person. And you are gonna do great things no matter what. Oh, What made you decide on, like, PA before? Because I know before you were,
1: like, pre-med and then, like, med school. So I was 100% for medical school. But at the same time, I wasn't Mm -hmm. because I I knew something. There was always a question in my mind. uh, People who uh, go to medical school, they always say um, or they always told me, you know, this has to be the one thing. That you confirm within yourself that you—it's the only thing you'd be happy doing—and I never had that confirmation. Right. So I went through the whole I, I but I still like lied to myself and convinced myself that I still wanted to go to medical school. And I was thinking, oh, you know, like I still want to. Maybe after I take the MCAT, took the MCAT twice, did not go well. Yeah. Applied to medical school, which is very expensive, and didn't get into any of them. Applied to like thirty schools,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: just did not go well. But it just confirmed that that is not what I wanted to do, but I still wanted to be involved in medicine, but I just didn't want to be a physician right and so p a school is something i i like happened upon, and I went to l m u to visit to you know see what firsthand what it's like and just seeing their program and seeing what p a s do and i just i it just uh felt right
0: mm-hmm. so
1: that's what we're doing. I
0: I really respect that you made that huge change in your like in yourself from like medical school to PA school because that sounds really scary. It you know, is. to have that have that vision for yourself for a really long time and then mm-hmm. suddenly like change it. Mm-hmm. Um so like honestly, you have to be so strong to just be like I'm just going to do this instead
1: and yeah. it's going to be okay. It definitely it's definitely comes with a I don't even know what I'm going to say to that. It's <laughs> It was very difficult, mm-hmm. but it was necessary. Right, and feels so much better because of it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I I briefly thought about pre med, but I was never really invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, I never really made a decision on like what I wanted to do, which was really really tough for. I think almost the entire four years of undergrad but then now it's like now I feel a little more secure versus like the other option was fully investing yourself into this one outlet that you have for yourself or this vision that you have for yourself and then feeling secure for most of undergrad and then feeling that panic or that existential crisis at the end. So it's like you got to pick and choose which one you want. Um, that's what it feels like sometimes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I I feel like I've heard that spiel all, all the time of, you know, you got to pick what you're interested in and pick what you want. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have to make a living. And yeah. you also have to be do something that's valued in society, which guarantees that you'll get a job. And it's like, what, where do you find that balance? And, like, we're so young. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. came into college when we were, like, what, 17, 18 years old? Yeah. And... And we were just expected to kind of, like, figure out what we wanted to do. And right. there's not really a lot of wiggle room, nope. like, socially, Mm-mm. where
1: we can, like, figure out what we want to do. Yeah, you know? you're in just this microcosm of, like, everyone's trying to achieve, everyone's trying to, which is, which is good. I'm not putting down achieving, but everyone's trying to uh, figure it out, and we can't really have breathing room outside of that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of accepting the fact that something is going to happen in the future, mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay, and it's going to work out. Yeah. And I don't know what it is right now, but it's going to be something, and I will like it. And if I don't like it, change it. Right. And just kind of finding comfort in that um, is really, has really just, like, helped me become uh, okay with what's going to happen after graduation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Even, even, like, you just saying that, like even if you've got, like, a job offer or if you're going to grad school or medical school or you're going to backpack across Europe or Mm -hmm. moving countries, you know, even if you have this one thing that you're like, oh, this is going to happen, there's so many uncertainties that come with that, too, whether that be stuff like, how am I going to find an apartment, which is what I'm currently facing, Um, but also, like, you know, what happens if you don't like the new path that... Mm -hmm you chose Um, and that's a very real fear and it it really goes it really goes to show that you know sometimes the outlook that you have for yourself or the direction that you choose even if you've changed that like outlook or where you see yourself sometimes it's not always fixed you know we're always constantly growing we're always constantly changing and that is okay. And the way that Madeline said it, it was just like exactly. It just yes. like it's so it's so scary, but it's also comforting at the same time. That like not no one really knows what they're doing, <laughs> and that's okay. That's that's like should feel like it's not okay, but it actually is okay. Like yeah. you're not the
1: only one who's lost. Right. One thing I've been. Uh, one thing I've uh, I've seen come up again and again, and this is applicable to relationships or making decisions for the future, um, you're making decisions right now for the version that you are.
0: hmm
1: And the version that you are will lead to that future you that right. you're aspiring to. Mm-hmm. So just make the best decisions you can for present you because you can't have future you without present you. Right. And I've given that, like, little advice to, like, three or four friends now.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I found it very comforting whenever it resonates with them because it also resonates with me again Mm -hmm. um and it sounds so cheesy because you can't have future you without present you but you really can't and just making the best decisions that you can for right now yeah exactly which is enough you are enough you're Mm -hmm. great
0: hashtag you are enough
1: yes (laughs) so uh anu just talking about what's going to happen to the podcast after we're done. We're not quite sure.
0: Yeah, we are we don't really know. We kind of thought that we would know around this time, mm-hmm. but we don't.
1: <laughs> we will, if, if the podcast continues, like if we pass it on to someone else or if it just ends here with this episode, we will know um, soon after and we'll announce on social media. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then we'll kind of just take it from there. Right. We really love doing this podcast. Realistically, with our future... Plans, um, it'll definitely be very hard to maintain, but we don't know if we just want to keep it as it is, as like an archive of our existence and our work with this podcast, or if we want to pass it on to somebody else, or if like 10 years down the line, we're just like, let's just start doing this again. Pick it up again. Who knows? Who
1: knows? All is possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we don't really have an answer for y'all right now. So just keep kind of keep updated with our social media. Mm-hmm. I definitely am gonna try and spend some time cleaning up the median medium website because right. we have a few, we have a few pages where we have like the nice timestamps and a few there's just like absolutely blank. So I definitely want to clean that up before we figure out what to do with it. And definitely don't expect anything before graduation. No, because <laughs> we are both slammed with finals and slammed with planning for graduation. Right. And
1: we're just going to take it one step at a time. There's yeah. no rush. But thank you so much for listening um, and keeping up with us. We've really enjoyed doing this.
0: Yeah. And to everyone who's, like, reached out to us or were, like, guests on the podcast and responded to our emails, like, thank you so much for being involved with this little project of ours. We didn't think it was going to be this heavily involved, but it was still really cool to do. Yeah. Yeah. And we appreciate you all listening to us, you all giving us like a space in your phones or your laptops or yeah. whatever and just taking in the your time. life. Yeah, just in your life. And it's just super cool to be a part of that. Right.
1: And um, I would like to say a thank you to Anu for asking me to be your co host, for not thinking I was a weirdo, for <sighs> reaching out. Um, just being like, hey, I like podcasts and yours is about neuroscience. That's my major. And let's like meet up. And so thank you for, I don't know, being kind
0: yeah well I mean on the same note like thank you to Madeline as well for reaching out and like listening to my first episode for brain rules and not thinking that I was a total nerd um because Uh, like (laughs) oh my gosh that episode sounded so terrible and like you might not think it sounded terrible but I feel like it sounded super terrible
1: well also you are a total nerd but that's why (laughs) I reached out because I was like this person I can drive with yeah will be great
0: and, I don't know, you've been, like, super patient with me on, like, days where I've, like, felt overwhelmed with the podcast and in life. And, like, also pushing me to, like, be a better podcaster as well as a better friend and as a better person. And I'm just really appreciative for that. And it's really cool that, like, podcasting and neuroscience, like, kind of initiated our, like, work, like, our work work together as well as, like, our friendship. Because it's been really cool. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well... Yeah, this is it. I would say, like, see you on the next, next episode, but we don't we don't know. Yeah. So just thank you for tuning in, and hope you have a great rest of your day.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Bridging the Synapse is produced, edited, and written by us, Anu Kumar and Madeline MacArthur. Production assistance is provided by John Kennedy from The Daily Beacon. Music in this episode is from Pottington Bear. We release a new episode every other Wednesday. We also
0: release one episode a month in conjunction with The Daily Beacon. You can contact us via our email, which is bridgingthesynapse at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at Synapse Bridge and on Instagram at Bridging the Synapse. For more information about this podcast and check out what sources we use for this episode, visit us on Anchor, our Medium page, or
1: our Facebook page, which is Bridging the Synapse Podcast. We hope you've learned something new today, and we'll see you on the next episode.